Okay, good morning. This is Richard Shu, host of Shoe Untied. Today I'm very pleased to have with me as my guest Chuck Bierenbaum, who's the chair of the Northern California offices of Greenberg Traurig. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um, so, Chuck, your reputation is, I should, should I say the word legendary, in terms of how successful you have been in building offices, building practices, and... You know, obviously, I just got started recruiting, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and start by asking you, you know, what is important in trying to recruit and building a successful office? I think um, there are several key factors that a firm should have. First, you need support from the top. So however a firm defines the top, whether it's a firm-wide managing partner, co-chairs of the board of directors, key practice leaders, senior practitioners... There has to be support from, from the top to engage in any kind of major recruitment. Second, I think it helps to have a strategic plan that you can explain to recruits. A strategic plan allows you to pinpoint where they would fit in your organization and to explain why they would be successful in your organization. Mm. Differentiation between law firms is why people move. So a strategic plan or at least some strategic thinking around the practice area for the candidate is really important. Mm. I think, think third, you need your peers. Um, lateral recruitment is a lot of communication and sales. And one thing that differentiates a firm is who's sitting in the offices. Hmm. They're different people. So having your peers engaged, having them prepared on what to say is really important. Hmm. Um, I've had a number of lateral candidates remark to me that when they go through an office, it's amazing how similar some of the reports are from our peers. They all remark on the same good things. They all remark on the same challenges. But that means we all are together in this, and I think that's an important thing for a lateral recruit. And then finally, I think you have to demonstrate that your firm has the resources for the practice. Um, a lot of recruits are looking at whether they can get enough associates, whether they can get enough paralegals, whether you have the proper um, technology platform and software, um, what does the administrative picture look like? So you have to demonstrate that your firm has adequate resources for their practice. Mm. Now, what do you estimate the biggest – you identified some very important factors. What, what do you think the biggest failure that most law firms have, do you, would you say? Or is it all of them? Or what, what do you normally see as far as the biggest failure? I think one common um, approach that doesn't work so well is um, to just open your doors to candidates that have large practices and hope for the best. Mm. Let them come in and meet us, and if they like us, it will work out. Hmm. Um, so there is no structured plan. There is no message to the candidate as to why that person, person would be special in the organization. Um, and I think that, that kind of sink or swim interviewing is not very successful. Hmm. Another common problem that uh, I've seen is that there is not support from the top. So a department or an office or both will develop a candidate or a series of candidates, but then they're unable to deliver when they, when they present those candidates for approval at the top. Mm. And the search firms and the candidates remember that. Mm. They don't like to go through a long process and then find out that the leadership doesn't think they're good enough for the firm when everybody else thought that they were. You know, recruiting obviously takes a lot of time. However, you was always been able to have a very a successful and thriving practice while you did successfully did recruiting. How were you able to do that? Well, I think that part of it is philosophical, to be honest. 
Um, I've always thought that being a full-time practitioner makes your decisions and management more informed. When you know the impact of your administrative or management decisions on the practitioner, you're a better manager. Mm. And I think the only way to really understand that deeply in a way that your peers respect is to be a full-time practitioner. Mm. So when you make decisions, they know those decisions impact your clients, your practice, just like theirs. Mm. Um, so that, I've always felt that the two of them go together. I'll tell you, though, I think hand-in-hand hand with that, though, it is good to be a manager or get management experience in a law firm because I think there's a connection between management and practice development and marketing. Mm. Being in management opens your eyes to things about uh, the organization that you may not learn otherwise. Mm -hmm. And that allows you to bond to certain clients that have similar problems. Mm. So I do think when you get the opportunity to be in a law firm's management, you should try. Mm. Now, one of the things that law firms always struggle with is, you know, the ultimate success of a lateral partner. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, lateral partners' success is always kind of variable. My question to you is, when have you done it long enough now that you can kind of predict that a little bit better? Or what is your experience with knowing when you're interviewing somebody like, hey, this person's going to be a long-term success or not? I think you can look at certain um, characteristics in a candidate and you can analyze their, their business. Uh, to a degree that gives you some sense. So in engaging in your due diligence, you should be able to project to some degree whether this person will be successful. However, having said that, it's really hard to be uh, a, a great predictor of someone else's success. Hmm. Um, the variables are many. So for example, some clients may or may not want to go to the new firm. Um, or the candidate could come in and end up not fitting into his or her department. Um, or the candidate could come in and not show the initiative to reach out to other parts of the firm to engage in business together. Mm. Um, so it's really hard to predict with certainty, even though you do great due diligence. But any firm that hires people without doing that diligence um, is making a big mistake. Do you think you can actually sort of, do you, through diligence, do you find that you can actually reduce some of that, those variables so that the success rate is higher? What, what do you think about that? Yes, I do. Um, but you have to listen to the candidate. Sometimes law firms um, wear, you know, green blinders. Mm. They believe that past experience or past book and collections with a candidate will predict what's going to happen in the future. That just isn't always true. You have to dig a little deeper. Mm. In some cases, for example, let's take litigation. Um, you may see a candidate that's got five or six class actions going on at their current firm. And the candidate may state, honestly, that they don't believe they can move five class actions because it wouldn't be fair to the client. There'd be a lot of relearning, new people assigned. It just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So the candidate may say, I have to share that work with my old firm for a while, but I can build up that sort of book again at your firm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the candidate then comes in and takes a couple of years to build themselves back up to where they would have been had they not made the move. But in that two-year period, if there isn't support and understanding as to what the lateral said, the firm will start beating up that candidate on compensation because they're not performing like they did at the previous <laughs> firm. So there are those kinds of complications uh, mm. that can occur. Mm. Now, Chuck, let me ask you, because hiring a candidate, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sales process. You have the beginning, you have the closing, you have the middle. What, in for you, is sort of, what do you think the hardest piece is? Is it, is it getting candidates interested? Is it pushing it through the system? Is it closing the deal? What's, what's the most difficult, do you think, in your estimation? I think having an active, energetic set of communications with the candidate, with the search firm, the headhunter, and with your authority. 
you have to work the deal. Mm. The deal won't work itself. Mm. So that's the hardest thing. Having the energy and the regularity to keep going back at it, calling, 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 <laughs> calling, calling. And when you go to sleep, think about who you're going to call when you wake up. That's the, <laughs> that's the hard part. Um, I think the due diligence is hard. Uh, there are some tricks there. And there's some ethical issues that you have to hurdle. Uh, but doing really good due diligence and packaging it up for your internal sales to your own management team is a challenge. What do you like about it? I like, well, first of all, I like talking with lawyers. Mm. I think lawyers are great people. Mm. I learn a lot. You know, there isn't one recruitment where I don't learn something. Mm. And I usually start out saying to recruits, this is not really a recruitment. What this is is education. Mm. I'm going to learn a lot from you, and so is the firm. And you're going to learn a lot from us. And if in educating each other about who we are, we find there's some really interesting stuff to do together, then this will turn into a recruitment. Hmm. But really, it's education. And I like that. I like learning from other lawyers. Have you ever thought about becoming a recruiter yourself? Not really, because I'm also a lawyer. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm billing uh, a lot of time on my clients. My clients would be horrified uh, if I heard that. But if I did go into recruiting... Um, I would look at it in a couple of ways. One, how to advise and consult the law firm about what they need to do to recruit. If there are three or four really important things that you need to have before you even get out there, don't get out there first. See if you can get those together. So I think there's a certain amount of consulting that's necessary. And I think good recruiters do that, by the way. Mm. I think they're candid and they give the firm an unvarnished kind of view of whether they're ready for a particular candidate. Mm. And then the second thing is, you know, you go out there and you deal with people. you got to be a people person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, Chuck, this has been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate your taking the time. If you ever do decide to become a recruiter, you'll have to come back and, come <laughs> and talk to me about that again. Are you trying to recruit me? <laughs> You're pretty good. <laughs> good. <laughs> this is Richard Shue and Chuck Bierenbaum. Thanks. Thanks.